Um, now, one, one day, uh, there was a family, a Christian family, um, who taught their child, their little boy, to um, write Christmas letters to Jesus instead of to Santa. And so he sat down, uh, this was before Christmas Day, obviously, it was, you know, asking for Christmas, so he sat down and thought about it. And then he wrote, Dear Jesus, I've been good for a whole year, so please give me a bike. Then he thought for a moment, and he shook his head, and uh, he scrunched the paper up because he realised he hadn't been good for the whole year. So uh, he starts again, and he said, Dear Jesus, I've been good for a whole month, so please give me a... And then he stopped, and he thought, no. So he scrunched it up, and he, he, he tried again. Dear Jesus, I've been good for a whole week. And he just stopped there, because he realised that wasn't true either. So he scrunched it up. And he had a thing. He realised he couldn't even write it. He's been good for a whole day. So he had a look around and he thought about it. And um, he saw uh, in, in the middle of the room there was the nativity scene that his family always put out at Christmas time. And, um, you know, it had uh, the, the stable and um, uh, Jesus and, and the shepherds and the wise men and, uh, and, and the angels and Mary and Joseph. And so he had an idea, uh, and he grabbed Mary and um, put Mary in his pocket, and he wrote, Dear Jesus, if you ever want to see your mum again, <laughs> uh, you get it? Because sometimes all of us are a bit like that little boy, because we want God to give us nice things, not just at Christmas time, but I think we feel it particularly at Christmas time. We want God to give us the nicest things in life, uh, and we don't want to listen to what he has to say to us. I think that's probably true for lots of us. Uh, but we're going to read a bit of the Bible, or Sarah's going to come up and read a little bit of the Bible for us um, just, just now, that shows us that, that it's not about that at all. It's, um, uh, that way of treating God, in fact, doesn't work at all. Um, so uh, listen and follow along. Pick up your Bibles if you're um, able to read. Uh, And um, we're going to read uh, Luke chapter 1, verses 39 to 55. Uh, Follow along, parents, help your children uh, if they're just learning to read. Page 1026. Uh, Sarah, if you come up and and give us a moment to find it, and then um, if you read for us, that would be great. Thank you. At that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea, where she entered Zachariah's house and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leapt in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child who you will bear. But why am I so favoured that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leapt for joy. Blessed is she who believes that the Lord would fulfil his promises to her. And Mary said, My soul glorifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Saviour. For he has been mindful 
of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one who has done great things for me, holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down the rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he promised our ancestors. Thank you, Sarah, very much. Um, Brilliant. Uh, did you um, did you notice as we were reading um, what that teaches us about Christmas? It reminds us that Christmas isn't about us and what we want. It's about God and His promises to us. That's what Mary was talking about, isn't it? And in particular, it teaches us or it reminds us uh, two things about God's promises. Two things that, if we think about them and believe them. They won't just transform Christmas to make it so much better. They'll transform our whole lives to make them so much better. So uh, we're just going to think about those uh, two things. Uh, And the first thing is this. So listen up. You ready? The first big thing we learn from from, um, that passage in the Bible is that it's worth believing God's promises. It's always worth believing God's promises. Do do you remember what Elizabeth, uh, the mother of John the Baptist, said to Mary, her cousin? Uh, she um, She said, blessed or happy is she who has believed that the Lord will fulfill his promises to her. That's just a fancy way of saying it's worth believing God's promises. Now, I think there are two uh, reasons it's worth believing God's promises. Because, firstly, believing God's promises is actually the way we get God's promises. Now, I just want to demonstrate that to help us understand it, okay? And I'm going to need a volunteer. A volunteer, hold on, you might want to hear what the volunteer will have to do, who's happy to rummage around in a bag of rubbish. Okay, it's quite clean rubbish. It's cleaner than... Okay, Christiana, well done. I just want to check with Rachel that it's okay. It's all ready. I think so, yeah. Okay, okay, good. Um, okay, here you go. And children, you might like to come and just watch as Christiana runs around. Because if you rummage around, I promise you, you'll find a treat that we need to learn. Okay, are you ready? Okay, there you go. So you rummage around. Look at it, look at it. Look at it. Exciting. Can you find anything in there which isn't just rubbish? How are you getting on? Is there anything exciting you can find? There's a lot of rubbish in there. Oh, you've got some helpers coming to help you. Oh, yeah, her head's right in there. I, t- I didn't put any food waste in there in case you were- What's that? What's that? Rachel, is that is that the treat? It is, yeah. Oh, now, Christiana, what do you think you have to do to open that up? Yeah, go for it. 
I think you just read that. What's inside that? Keep going, keep going. This is the exciting bit. Oh, whoa, what is it? Sweeties. It's Smarties. Everyone, a round of applause for Christiana. Christiana did really well. I promised her it would be worth it if she rummaged around in the rubbish because she'd get a treat. And she believed it, so she got the Smarties. And maybe she'll share them with some of the other children a little bit later. Not right now, but, but after, after church finishes, that's what you can do. Now, it's even more worth believing God's promises than it is believing mine. Because uh, his ones are much better. Um, so... The second reason, that's the first reason, because by believing the promise, that's how we can get what is promised. The second reason it's worth believing God's promise is that if you believe it, you can start enjoying it right now. I don't know if you realise that about things that are promised in the future, but I think we experience it all the time. Maybe yesterday... There were some Christmas presents under your Christmas tree or something like that. And when you look at them, you think, oh, I'll get to open them tomorrow. And that makes you a little bit happy now. It's funny how that works, isn't it? You don't have the present now, but you know they're coming. And so it's very exciting. And it can make you happy right now. And so when God promises us good things for the future... It doesn't just mean something for, you know, future years. It means something for now. It can change our lives right now if we believe it. So there we go. Two big reasons. It's worth believing God's promises. And God promises so many things to us in the Bible. God promises loads and loads of things to us. And Christmas is a particular time where we find out loads of those promises. So why not give it a go today? Why not talk to someone after church or perhaps over lunch? Um, if you're having turkey or, I don't know, many people might be having other things. Beef, I think some people have. Goose. Tandoori. Tandoori. <laughs> um, have a talk over the tandoori about what God's promises are and what believing them would mean. So you can get excited about it today. That's the best way to be happy at Christmas. Now, we're going to sing a, a really great Christmas song, and that's why we've we, um, found all those things, that Christmas tree, those uh, fairy lights, those candy canes. We're going to uh, sing a great song, and kids, you might like to come to the front so you can see all those things. Um, and that, that song is great because it helps us think about all the things to do with Christmas and show us how they can point to what God has done for us and what he's promised us, Okay. Uh, so um, uh, please stand as the, as the music starts and join in as best you can. Uh, Christ the King of Christmas. Brilliant. Well done. Take a seat. Quite a breathless song now. Well done. And uh, well done for everyone who joined in. Now, um, uh, we just thought about how uh, the first thing... Uh, that we notice from Mary is that it's worth believing God's promises. And the second thing from that Bible passage that um, uh, we, we, Sarah read to us uh, from what Mary says is this, that God's promises are about a great swap. 
a great swap. Um, now, um, that's what Mary said when she was um, uh, saying a song. Uh, she was singing a song, actually, that, that, that um, Sarah read to us. Don't worry, we weren't expecting you to sing it, Sarah. Um, but but it, it, it sounds like a song. Um, and he spoke a lot, she spoke a lot about um, a swap happening in that song. She, she talked about the high and mighty being brought down. Hello, Sophie. And the um, poor and lowly being raised up. The high and mighty being brought down, the, the poor and lowly being raised up. Let me read from verse 51 and see if you can, can spot that. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He's brought down rulers from their thrones but has lifted up the humble. He's filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. Do you see? That's a promise about a great swap. Now, um, I don't know if you've ever played the game Santa Swap. Has anyone ever played that game? Have you heard of it? No, let me explain. Um, It's a game where everyone brings a mystery present, and they all go in the middle, and you, you take it in turns. To open a present. But then after you open a present, you've got the chance to swap what you opened with someone else's present. If you like the look of theirs more than you like the look of yours. Do you see? So um, it, it's a game about swapping and they get a chance to swap. The reason it's a, it's a really fun game is that someone might be sitting there really smug with their brilliant present. And then, um, you know, the, this, the, the, the mega bar of chocolate or whatever. And, and then, um, then someone else comes along and, um, and, and takes away their really good thing uh, and gives them their really, really um, awful present. And they're left with the, the, the lump of coal. Um, so we're, we're going to try that now. I need um, uh, three people to help me. So Rachel, thank you. You've got some presents for us. And I need uh, Neil's help and Clive. Can I have your help as well, please? Um, you're going to sub out. Um, yeah, if you sit down, you can see... Now, um, Rachel, put, put the three presents out here, please. But and you can go... This one is mine, though. Well, we'll see. You, you can go first. So we're going to put these down. Um, put, put all of them down. There we go. And the, the third one. No, no, Carl, sit, sit back a little bit, because we've got to let the... Oh, OK. Now, you have, have a little look. Um, and, Rachel, you, you get to go first, and then it will be Clive, and then it will be Neil, OK? So you have a look at those three presents. You can give them a little shake or a smell or a um, you know have a good look and decide now what what do you think you're going to go with that one okay rip it open then it is a mega bar of chocolate brilliant okay there we go rachel's chosen now clive you choose between these two which one would you like to rip open Okay. He's having a good thing. Going with that one. Okay, rip it open. It's tricky to open. It's tricky. Christmas is a tricky time, isn't it? What is it? It's a pencil. Is it a working pencil? No. Okay, a broken pencil. Are you going to keep it or swap it for the mega bar of chocolate? That's a surprise. Clive is going to keep the broken pencil. Uh, Okay, brilliant. So if you come here, let Neil open the last present. 
Are you going to help? Sophie, are you going to help Neil open the present? What is it? It's a bottle of surface cleaner. Do you want more excited bread? Now, Neil, do you want to do you want to keep that or swap it for one of the presents of broken pencil or a mega bar of chocolate? What do we think? Chocolate. Okay, it looks like a swap is having right on the swap. I'm afraid. Look at that face. You can't not give Sophie the chocolates. Yeah, pretending it's for Sophie. We all know that's for Neil. Okay. Well done to our three, our three players. Did you notice there? I think Neil is going to share it even with Rachel as well. But did you notice there how there was a swap? And Ra- Rachel was there trying to protect her chocolate. Uh, but Neil, Neil got it in the end because there was a swap. But Mary is saying the big surprise is that life is a bit like that. At the end of this life, there's a big swap. I think you can stay there, Sophie. We're carrying on thinking about what the Bible says. There's a big swap. There are some people who have loads of things in this life and they hold on to them themselves. And there are others who are poor and get trodden down and ignored in this life. And then one day there'll be a big swap, a big reversal, and the hungry will be filled with good things and the rich will be sent away empty. Now, maybe that sounds unfair to you. You think, well, the poor may not deserve nothing, the nothing that they get, but but neither do the rich. Surely God just wants everyone to be rich. Well, the key to understanding that is remembering what today's passage is all about. It's about believing God's promises. You see, um, God promises... That everyone who, who gives away their money and their toys and their time and their energy for Jesus will receive much more forever. A believing stops you acting all proud and selfish and getting really rich. Instead, you start sharing, giving away. And you realise that you need to be weak to get a hold of God's mighty power. Uh, We have some friends who have um, uh, three children, and um, and one of them is our godson. And um, and and because um, the children would uh, all be tempted to to keep saying "me first," uh, that's mine, "me first." They taught them to shout. Uh, like a chant, you first, you first, you first. And, and the, the reason that they did that is, is to teach them what this life should really be about. And, and when they do that, it means that they don't get uh, to play with the toys that they really wanted to. Because they say, you first. And they don't get the first bit of Yorkshire pudding, or Christmas pudding, or whatever it is. Um, and, and they might miss out on them altogether. I guess for grown-ups... The equivalent might be not getting that promotion because someone else does or, or the pay or the partner that you wanted. But if God's promises are true and we believe them, then that's OK, because there will be a great swap. Everyone who's lost out in this life for Jesus sake and for the gospel 
will not fail to receive many times more. That's a promise that Jesus makes. But, on the other hand, if we don't want to give ourselves up because of what God says, if we want to hold on tightly to what we've got and say, me first, me first, we'll find in the end that we get sent away empty. That's what Mary praises God for in her song. That's what God's promises are all about. So this Christmas time, I hope you will rejoice in what Mary rejoiced in. Jesus has come to fulfill God's promises, so believe them and make yourself nothing. Let God give you everything. God promises a a swap between the rich and the poor. But actually, at the heart of God's promises is something even more amazing, an even more amazing swap. And it's the thing that enables all of the other things to happen. Because at the heart of what's going on at Christmas is the biggest swap that's ever happened. Because the the, the most rich, the most happy, the most glorious person, God the Son, who's lived in heaven forever and ever, swaps places with us. That's what Christmas is all about. He became a poor and little and and low human being. And he was even killed on a cross so that we could be rich and happy and glorious in heaven forever and ever. That's the greatest swap ever. And that's why we can believe God's promises and make ourselves nothing now. Because God has given us everything. He's given us himself. So let's pray about that now. Uh, Heavenly Father, we thank you so, so much for everything that Christmas means. That you gave us your son so that we could become your sons and daughters. Thank you for that swap. And thank you that that means that we can believe all of your promises so that we can receive from you. Please help us to believe them and so to give up holding on to the things that we have in this life, a giving away instead for Jesus' sake and for the gospel. We pray that in his name. Amen.